So the deep state has plans to bring us a world currency controlled by a world central bank. And this would be a dream for the deep state and a nightmare for humanity. You know, last week we talked about the Federal Reserve. And man, is the Federal Reserve a scam, right? They, they have basically been looting the American people to enrich the elites for over a century now. They've completely destroyed the purchasing power of the U.S. dollar. Uh, they have just bankrupted huge swaths of the poor and the middle class uh, American politic, bo- polity. And it's getting worse, right? They've now set us up into a situation where a crisis of immense proportions is all but assured, right? So if you didn't catch last week's, go back and watch it. But now I want to pick up where we left off last week, because as if it wasn't bad enough to have this uh, blood-sucking institution called the Federal Reserve just sucking the life out of the American people for the benefit of the elites, now they're moving toward a global system, right? And we need to understand the Federal Reserve was the key to financing the welfare state, the warfare state, the massive expansion of federal power, and of course, the enrichment of the 0.001%, right? The super elite, the uh, the deep state, if you will. This is really how they got rich. You know, there, there's a misconception that they got rich through honest business. They got rich through defrauding the American people through the Federal Reserve scam. Uh, now they're going to do this globally, right? In 1988, The Economist magazine, which is one of the premier mouthpieces for the deep state, right? All their editors go to Bilderberg and all, all these kinds of uh, weirdo groups. Uh, they predicted uh, or called for a global currency. Uh, in 1998, The New York Times published a uh, propaganda piece by Council on Foreign Relations insider Jeffrey Garten, and he demanded a world central bank. He said the world needs a global central bank. Uh, Ten years later, he was publishing similar garbage in the Financial Times, in Newsweek, and other uh, publications. Uh, around that time, the Council on Foreign Relations came out and said it. They published uh, an article in their propaganda magazine, Foreign Affairs, called End of National Currency. They said, we're going to uh, a global monetary system. We need to start getting rid of national currencies, uh, replacing those with regional currencies, and and eventually move toward uh, something even crazier. Uh, And this continues to this day, right? Uh, Jose Antonio Ocampo, a uh, Colombian central banker. He serves as the chair of the UN's Committee for Development. Uh, He used to be the UN Undersecretary General for Economic and Social Affairs. Uh, He just published a piece in a George Soros-funded propaganda outlet called Project Syndicate. Uh, This was in 2019, headlined, time for a true global currency, right? So it's not me telling you that they're moving toward a global currency. We're not conspiracy theorizing. We're not connecting dots. We're just telling you what these people are saying. It's true. They probably won't tell you about it on the Communist News Network, the CNN fake news program. They probably won't tell you about it on Fox News, right? Uh, You know, both of these are controlled by the deep state, but they are telling us, right? They are telling us. So first, a little bit of history. Uh, After World War II, uh, the world powers that won that came together at Bretton Woods, and they actually talked about setting up a global currency. Uh, John Maynard Keynes, uh, the socialist uh, after whom Keynesian School of Economics is named, uh, really this is just uh, you know pretext for a big government, but he proposed, along with the British government, this idea of a global currency that they were going to call the Bancor, right? B-A-N-C-O-R. Uh, the U.S. government, on the other hand, proposed also a global currency. It would be called Unitas, 
And uh, they really were big on this idea, but of course the American people were not. And so uh, that idea kind of died on the vine, shelved for a later day. Uh, instead, what happened was the US dollar became the global reserve currency. Now, you know, you need to recognize uh, that that was kind of a logical thing to happen. Uh, after World War II, the U.S. economy was basically 50% of GDP. I mean, it was only a few percent of the global population, but 50% of the global economy was here in the United States. You know, Europe had mostly been bombed to smithereens. Uh, most of the rest of the world was pretty much undeveloped. And so half of the global economy was right here in the United States. And the U.S. dollar was still at least nominally backed by gold. And so it, it made sense uh, at that time for the U.S. dollar to become the global reserve currency. And it's true that that's what the deep state was pushing for, but it was a logical uh, step to take at least. Uh, and up until 1971, uh, foreign governments, foreign powers could still technically exchange their U.S. dollars for gold. Uh, then Henry, um, uh, excuse me, um, Richard Nixon, President Richard Nixon came along and severed that final link between the dollar and gold, said uh, basically now the dollar is going to be a pure fiat currency, right? You can you cannot redeem it for any type of precious metal, any form of lawful money. It's just you use this paper currency or the government will come after you, right? You must pay taxes in this currency. Uh, they write on the bill, uh, this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private, right? So they severed that last link, but the dollar remained the world reserve currency, even though you couldn't trade it for gold. Uh, the way they accomplished that was by convincing some of the oil producing governments that, uh, hey, you should only accept US dollars in exchange for your oil. We'll protect you. We'll be your friends. They said, okay, good, good deal, right? Saudi Arabia, and some others. And so the U.S. dollar was still the world reserve currency. But now, rather than being backed by gold, it was backed by oil because you could only purchase oil and certain other commodities on the international markets using the U.S. dollar. And because the U.S. government had the most powerful military on the planet. So they said, all right, we'll keep using the U.S. dollar. Uh, obviously, this created a lot of problems. It allowed the uh, central bank in the United States, the privately owned Federal Reserve, a private cartel of private banks to uh, basically print as much money as they wanted to inflate the currency away, steal your purchasing power, steal everybody's purchasing power, really. I mean, anybody who's sitting on U.S. dollars is being robbed every time the Federal Reserve creates new fiat dollars, right? This is just robbery on a grand scale. And so now, quite naturally, people are saying, well, wait a minute here. Why are we going to let the Federal Reserve continue robbing us, continue looting us? Uh, it's probably time for us to come up with a new system. And so they did. Um, and they are working on it right now. And it's actually, we're already starting to see the beginning of this. So uh, in 2009, the president of Russia, who at that time was Dmitry Medvedev, uh, the guy who told Obama, I will transmit your message to Vladimir, when uh, Obama said, I'll have more flexibility after the election. Right? Talk about Russia collusion. But don't pay attention to that Russia collusion. That Russia collusion is no big deal. Only the fake Russia collusion involving Trump is the problem. Right? they got to adjust their tinfoil hats there. Uh, but anyways, uh, Russian President Dmitry Medvedev uh, said that uh, we need a united future world currency. He actually pulled out a coin. It said unity and diversity on it. He said, look, we're making plans for the future. We are going to move toward uh, other forms of reserve currencies, right? And we'll break that down in just a moment. Uh, then French President Nicolas Sarkozy said much the same thing. It's time for us to think about a new international currency system. We need a new international financial system. Uh, plenty of Americans agree with this crazy idea. Uh, the former head of the Federal Reserve, Paul Volcker, who was actually the chairman of Obama's so-called Economic Recovery Advisory Board, uh, he is also a big supporter of a world currency. Uh, the United Nations has been banging the drums on this issue for many, many years now. In 2010, they put out 
uh, UN World Economic and Social Survey, they said that a new global reserve system could be created, one that no longer relies on the United States dollar as the single major reserve currency. The dollar has proved not to be a stable store of value, which is a requisite for a stable reserve currency. Now, you know, they're not lying. The dollar clearly has not been a stable uh, currency, right? They're inflating it faster than you can imagine, right? Uh, during the last economic crisis, we found out from the Special Inspector General, uh, the uh, SIGTAR for the Troubled Asset Relief Program, that the Fed had brought into existence something like 27 trillion U.S. dollars, right? Far larger than the entire size of the U.S. economy for a year, larger than the U.S. GDP. So these people are out of control. They're maniacs, right? They, they are absolutely running wild. But of course, this is all part of the plan, right? They're not idiots. They know exactly what they are doing. They are scheming to destroy the U.S. dollar scheming to bring about an economic calamity, and then they will use that as the pretext to bring about their global financial system, their global monetary system that they're talking about. Uh, in 2009, another UN agency, the UN Conference on Trade and Development, said we need a new system that should permit the emission of international liquidity to create a more stable global financial system. And this is just economic googly-gook baloney uh, designed to confuse people, right? This is just fancy language that is absolutely meaningless. All they're saying is, we wanna be able to print our own money. We wanna be able to print money out of nothing and buy things of value with that international money that we are printing. Uh, they specifically mentioned the special drawing rights as the new global currency, we'll come back to that. And again, liquidity is international liquidity. It's just a way of, of a, a fancy way of saying, we're gonna print money at the international level and uh, they only use these terms to try to confuse people to try to hide the size and scope of what they're doing uh, obviously the chinese communists who as we've explained on behind the deep state before are going to play a starring role in the new world order unless something or somebody stops them but in uh, 2009 the people's central bank of china by which they mean the dictatorship's central bank of china uh, and the governor of this central bank, Zhu Xiaochuan, said that uh, the world needs to create an international reserve currency that is disconnected from individual nations. And guess what? Prominent Americans agreed. Uh, Timothy TurboTax Geithner, and uh, this guy is a real piece of work, right? He was running the Treasury Department, which, of course, oversees the IRS. And then when they said, well, how come you didn't pay your taxes? Oh, well, uh, you know, TurboTax. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. TurboTax. You try saying that to the IRS and see what they tell you, right? Uh, anyways, check out this clip. As I understand this proposal, it's a proposal designed to increase the use of the IMF's special drawing rights. Uh, and uh, we're actually quite open to that suggestion. All right. Yeah, we're quite open to that idea. Yeah, we're totally open to this idea of a global currency, right? And it's got to be an evolutionary process, he goes on to say, but that's what they're trying to do, right? This world reserve currency that they are creating, uh, it's called uh, the special drawing rights. They've already got the, the prototype in place. They've been doing it for a while. It's basically an international asset, which is backed by nothing except a bunch of fiat currencies that are also backed by nothing. So a giant fraud. Uh, the, I, the former head of the IMF, Dominique Strauss-Kahn, an actual socialist, just like almost all the IMF leaders, uh, said we now need global regulation. We need a global currency that would be controlled by the IMF. Uh, he said this would be one that would be called upon to provide a globally issued reserve asset similar to the SDR. Uh, he told a high-level conference on the international monetary system that crisis is an opportunity to bring these things about. That we need a new global currency issued by a global central bank. And oh, by the way, we are very much like a global central bank, so you should put us in charge of that. Uh, the IMF itself, they put out a document called Reserve Accumulation and International Monetary Stability. They went even further. They said that the SDR should become the principal international reserve asset. <clears throat> that means the dollar would no longer be the reserve 
currency, it would be the SDR, right? And the dollar is a part of the SDR. It's made up of a basket of currencies, but that's where they're going. In 2009, the G20 issued a declaration saying we agreed to support a general SDR allocation. We'll inject $250 billion into the global economy and increase global liquidity. So, again, they're just talking about doing the same thing that the Federal Reserve does, create money out of nothing and loan it out to people at interest so that we can enslave them, except on a global scale. right? So they can fund their global armies and their global police and their global fake courts and their global uh, totalitarian schemes. right? Uh, in that same G20 declaration, they said uh, that we need global financial regulations that should be uh, issued by the Financial Stability Board, the FSB. I'm sure the name uh, resemblance to the Russian FSB, a.k.a. KJB, KGB, is only a coincidence. Uh, and all this, of course, would be controlled by the Bank for International Settlements, the once Nazi-controlled uh, global central bank for central banks. Now, uh, again, globalists in the Obama administration have helped this along. And unfortunately, even some globalists in the Trump administration, David Malpass, World Bank, I'm looking at you, uh, they helped give China, communist China, the most murderous dictatorship in human history, a much greater role in this entire scam. Uh, again, we've got other international institutions involved here. We'll talk about those on a future date. The Bank for International Settlements is key, right? This is based in uh, Basel, Switzerland. The guy who wrote Tragedy and Hope, Carol Quigley, Bill Clinton's mentor, I got the book right there. He said that the BIS was going to be the apex of the international system of financial control that was going to control the political system and the economy of every country on this planet. So they're serious, right? Uh, first, they may choose to advance regional monetary unions before we go straight into the global currency. Um, you know, they've been hoping to do this for a while. That original Economist article I mentioned back in 1988, uh, they predicted that within 30 years it would be here. Obviously, that date came and went, but they have not given up. Uh, we do have now the euro in the European Union, right? The European currency. Many of the national currencies have been abolished. Um, in Africa, they're working to create an Afro. Uh, in uh, South America, they've developed several international currencies, including the Sucre, developed by ALBA, this uh, totalitarian alliance of left-wing communists and nutjobs. Uh, and this is the direction they're moving, folks. They want to get rid of national sovereignty, and national currencies are a crucial element of that. So. Don't be fooled, folks. They've been planning this all along when the economy collapses, when people can't get groceries at the grocery store and they say, oh, my goodness, who could have ever imagined? Uh, now we have a uh, ready made solution. How how convenient. Right. Uh, just accept this global currency or accept this regional currency. Uh, know that they have been planning this for a long time. They are playing you all for fools. If you hope to stop this, we have to wake the people of the world up, right? People have to understand that this is an enormous criminal enterprise. The criminals need to be held accountable in a court of law. They are betraying their own countries, betraying their own people. They are planning a monumental heist of humanity's wealth. They plan to put it all in their own pockets. And the danger of this global currency, again, is that that would enable them to create um, global liquidity, as they put it, so that they could create this currency out of nothing and use it to fund their totalitarian regime. Right. The, the reason the U.S. government can get away with spending so absurdly much money is because they have the Federal Reserve. They just print up a bunch of bonds, send them over to the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve just prints up a bunch of fake money, sends it over to the U.S. government. And voila, now we can fund all the illegal wars and illegal social programs and illegal social engineering that we want, all unconstitutional. Well, as soon as the global authorities get the ability to print global currency, you can expect the same thing at the international level. Folks, I'm Alex Newman. You're watching Behind the Deep State. Thank you for watching. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, all those great things. Get this to other people, folks. The only way we are going to win this battle, the only way we're going to preserve our freedom 
is to expose these criminals, this deep state. So get the word out. Thanks again for watching. God bless you all and see you next week.